Chris the Goat, he has a podcast, yeah. Chris the Goat, it's called the Goat Man Show. He's a Capricorn hippie, banjo loving hillbilly. He lives in Missouri. It's the Goat Man Show, yeah. You're about to listen to Chris the Goat's podcast. Now I'm just some random girl he hired off Fiverr, and from what I gather, he is fing weird. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? This is Chris Goat. You are listening to The Goatman Show. Today, I'm kind of pissed off a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about puberty blockers and talk about uh, transgender and children. I uh, I don't have any kids. Let me say that first off. Um, I also believe very firmly that people need to protect and uh, guide their children. And I don't feel interacting with natural body functions is a proper way to do it. Uh, Granted, my opinion doesn't really matter. But I do want to read because I found a very interesting uh, piece of information online at stlouischildrens.org, which is a children's hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. And they have a huge section on here about what puberty blockers are and what what it's supposed to do. So I'm going to go on the very first paragraph here and read, puberty can be confusing or difficult for a child who is transgender, gender queer, non-binary, or questioning their gender. Puberty blockers, also called hormone blockers, help delay unwanted physical changes that don't match someone's gender identity. Delaying these changes can be an important step in a young person's transition. It can also give your child more time to explore their options before deciding whether or how to transition. So let me first start with uh, children's hospitals specialize in kids that are under 18 years of age. Uh, Generally, they won't mess with you too much if you're like, you know, closer to the 16 age and so on and so forth. Sometimes they will, but for the most part, they they won't really mess with that too much. Um, So we're looking at effectively children. So... It blows my mind, first off, that it's a suggested thing to give a kid something to stop them from going through a natural part of um, reality, a natural part of, uh, you know, growing up, effectively. And I'm going to look up something else real quick also while I'm talking, Um, because there are some pretty interesting uh, and unfortunate results that come to this okay i got that pulled up here and uh i'll check on that in just a second so oh man i don't even know this blows me away like you know i don't have a problem with somebody that's transgender let me start with that because this this i could see how this episode's going to be uh taken out of context i don't i don't have a problem with what you would like to do I don't have a problem with what makes you feel happy. Um, however, whenever you start messing with children, man, that's a whole nother thing. You know, I, I personally don't, I wasn't in any kind of shape as a child to decide, you know, I didn't even know what the hell I wanted to do for a career when I grew up. There's no way that I can make a decision that's steeped in sexuality. Kids don't understand sexuality. Children don't understand sex unless they're, you know, unfortunately a victim to something. And I don't feel introducing them to it and indoctrinating them to it 
is going to make anything any easier for them. You know, let them wait until they're 16 and start to understand or 13 or 14. You know, I was 13 when I lost my virginity. Um, wait until they are actually curious about sex and understand it and have those feelings. You're not going to have that at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 even. You're not. So let's go on further uh, here. We're still on the stlouischildrens.org. How do puberty blockers work? Using puberty blockers is like hitting a pause button. By blocking the sex hormones, testosterone, and estrogen, puberty blockers delay changes that can affect gender expression, including breast growth, facial hair growth, periods, voice deepening, widening hips. Puberty blockers don't stop acne, body order, or underarm and pubic hair development because these changes are not controlled only by estrogen or testosterone. So what they're saying basically is you have the ability to take these blockers. So if you're a female, you don't continue to grow breasts. Or if you're a male, uh, your voice won't deepen. Um, it'll prolong periods, facial hair growth, and the widening of hips. Uh, again, I don't see, you know, I think kids, I understand dress up. You know, my, my sisters put me in high heels and dresses and clip-on earrings and took pictures of it, you know, but it didn't make me want to wear dresses for the rest of my life. So I guess that may be a big part of where I don't understand it. You know, I, I, there, there's, there's normal things when you're children, and then there's getting into this, which is playing God, which is a little, little different deal. Oh, God. All right. So are puberty blockers safe? Most experts, including our team, and this is coming from, again, St. Louis Children's Hospital team, uh, believe that puberty blockers are safe. The Indoctrine Society and the World Professional Association for Transgender Health Support, uh, or excuse me, let me try that again. I read that a little too quick. The Indoctrine Society and the World Professional Association for Transgender Health support the use of puberty blockers for kids who want to delay or prevent unwanted physical changes. Well, here's one thing to that, and I'm already going to throw it out there. It's natural. It's natural to go through changes. You're going to have to have those changes. If you're a male, you're going to have more testosterone than estrogen. That's a natural thing. If you're a female, you're going to have more estrogen than testosterone. That's a natural thing. So what they're basically saying here is, oh, if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go through nature, then we can swap that for you. We can change that all around or stop it. You know, and I, again, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, that would be like if my parent decided, you know, in a lot of cases, it's probably the case. Let's say my mom, you know, or dad decided for me when I was young, Hey, I got a beautiful young boy, but I want to have a beautiful young girl. So we're going to go give him some shots and, you know, plan to cut off his dingling. And there's going to be parents that do that. Fuck all that, man. You let that kid decide. You, you and, and and what I pulled up here in just a minute is going to be uh, a little bit to my my debate on this as well. Um, so it asked the question: uh, What are the side effects of puberty blockers? Well, puberty blockers are considered safe. They have some side effects. Not everyone experiences the following, but some people do. Possible long-term side effects of puberty blockers would be lower bone density. To protect this, we work to make sure the patient gets enough exercise, calcium, and vitamin D which can help keep bones healthy and strong. We also closely monitor patients' bone density, which, you know, in case you didn't know, uh, calcium has not really been proven to help with bone density that much, so that's kind of bullshit. Delayed growth plate closure, leading to slightly taller adult height. Uh, less development of genital tissue, which may limit options for genital 
affirming surgery, bottom surgery later in life. Possible other possible long-term side effects that are not yet known. Okay, so you want to give something to your kid that's not known. You also want to cause issues with their genitalia production so that they can't then I mean potentially the way I'm reading that is you won't be able to use your penis if you have a penis or have full use of your vagina if you have a vagina because it makes it very potential that there's going to be some uh, issues with the natural growth of that that comes through things. That's something to think about. Short-term side effects possibly headache, fatigue, insomnia, and muscle aches. Changes in weight, mood, or breast tissue. Spotting or irregular periods in menstruation pa- in menstruating patients whose periods are not completely suppressed by puberty blockers. For children who want to delay or prevent unwanted physical changes, the mental health benefits of puberty blockers may outweigh these risks. See, I don't know about that either. Now I'm going to jump straight over into the other research that I had looked into uh, in just a second. So this is the Human Rights Campaign, which is hrc.org, humanrightscampaign.org. This is a study that they had put out on September 12th of 2018. New study revealed shocking rates of attempted suicide among trans adolescents. So I'm not trying to say that if you if you feel that you are queer or transgender or different and you want to express those those outlets however it is you see fit do it man you do what makes you happy i just don't feel that doing it as a child is the best way to do it so we're going to read into it a little bit the talking on you know not granted this was still your two two years ago so we may have some changes now um but we do have some rates on here that's pretty pretty crazy uh, more than half of transgender male teens who participated in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime, while 29.9% of transgender female teens said they have attempted suicide. Among non-binary youth, 41.8% of respondents stated they had attempted suicide at some point in their lives. So the numbers are really kind of troubling. There's a significant amount of teens who, for whatever reason, have either attempted or have considered attempting suicide. That's close to a 50% rate in a lot of those categories, or at least 30%. Transgender females that reported 30, we have 29.9%, so we have 30% of females, of transgender female teens. Uh, Non-binary, we have 41.8. I don't have an exact number on the transgender male teens, but it says more than half. So a significant amount of people who go through the change, um, the un, what I'm going to call the unnatural change, because if you have to take any kind of suppressant or enhancement, then it's it's unnatural growth, um, especially when it's stopping a part of your body's natural process to grow into something different. So I'm going to jump over here back to the St. Louis Children's Hospital website. Puberty blockers, are they permanent? No, puberty blockers are temporary. Injectable blockers such as Lupron, I'm going to guess I'm saying that right, L-U-P-R-O-N, can last one, three, or six months. Patients can continue getting injections until they decide what to do next. Implants, such as Suprelin, S-U-P-P-R-E-L-I-N, which are placed just under the skin and the arm, can last 12 to 24 months before they need to be replaced. Both types are meant to give patients more time to consider their options. If your child's, if your child can, blah, fuck, If your child decides to continue transitioning, they will likely want to consider hormone therapy and possibly gender-affirming surgery. You know, and that's, uh, you know, do what you want. But, I mean, if it's to the point, you know, that that gets into plastic surgery for me. Um, I'm a person that believes you're made the way you're made. And if you don't like it, it's generally um, 
usually it's got to be something that's wrong with you. Either people have made you feel negative or people have made you feel not important or you have a mental illness that makes you feel inadequate for yourself. You know, I feel like those are the root causes to a lot of this. So to go and just straight up change everything, just, you know, on the on, on a whim, basically, and have a surgery and permanently make a lot of things happen that don't need to happen or that you can't change your mind to go back to if you decide down the road, like, you know, over 50% of transgender men, um, you know, if, if, if you realize that you've done so much to your body that it's not natural and there's no going back, then the only route for a lot of people, unfortunately, seems a suicide. And I think that's horrible. So I feel it's something that people definitely need to look into. It's not just a physical change. It's also going to be a mental change. Um, and I feel anytime that you are going to make a major life decision, you need to consult with somebody you can trust or a professional, you know, to make sure that your brain is on the right wavelength to accomplish these things. Um, let's read a little bit more here. That's just, this is gross to me. You know, it's gross to me to think that children, you know, cause you have to have a per parental consent that children who can't even, you know, dedicate enough to do a science fair project without being, supervised or you can't trust them to not be having sex or smoking or drinking behind your back or you know whatever the case is if they're not mature enough for any of that how the hell do you think they're going to be mature enough to choose if they want to be a boy or a girl that's what blows me away now i'm not saying that if if i had a kid and he decided he was gay i would support the hell out of him i would love my child no matter what because that's the kind of person that i want to be and the kind of the kind of actions and, and things i would instill into my family you know but with that being said, I also wouldn't decide for them, oh, I don't like the way that you turned out, or I don't like the way this happened or that happened, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go through some stuff, and you're going to go through some surgery, and you're going to change yourself. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Uh, it's just like getting into the like last episode we were talking about pedophilia. If you as a parent allow your child to be in a relationship with somebody when they're a minor and the other person is you know significantly older than age, that's child abuse in my opinion. You are setting up the the you're setting up the situation for that to happen, which is immoral and illegal and will mess the kid up. I feel like this is something that's very, very similar, you know, and that's just my opinion. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It just, you know, whenever I'm reading more and more about it and educating my listeners about it, it's, it's definitely something I think a lot of people don't know too much about. And it's a very interesting, unfortunately, very, very interesting topic. All right, so let's see. If your child decides that they want to develop characteristics of the sex they were assigned at birth, they can simply stop taking puberty blockers. Once the puberty blockers are out of their system, they'll go through the puberty of the sex assigned at birth. Puberty blockers alone should not affect your child's fertility, but hormone therapy can. Okay, it says it shouldn't, but it may. I also want to add, let's say you're 22, 23, and you're just then going through puberty. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing later on in life. I feel that the age it happens is the age it happens for a reason. And anytime you play God and you start, you know, trying to change things genetically or biologically, or, you know, you get into too much physical transitions, you know, I'm a hypocrite. I have tattoos all over my body, but I'm not associating as a different anything. I just have tattoos all over my body. That's not me whacking off my penis in the shower and saying I'm a, ween I'm a you know, a female or that I'm a woman now. There's a big difference there. Um, my tattoos aren't going to affect my puberty or my testosterone by any means. So, I don't, I don't know, man. I just don't. This is a whole thing. Why choose the Transgender Center for Puberty Blockers? A research-based approach. We understand that 
Starting puberty blockers is both an emotional decision as well as a medical one. When you meet our team, we'll discuss the available research to help you make an informed choice. Available at support at every step. In addition to comprehensive mental health care, we offer case management services and educational liaison who helps kids with school-related issues. Connections to the community. Now is the time to meet other families and children who can offer their support and guidance. We're happy to discuss resources and organizations. They can get you connected to the LGBTQ plus community. Help dealing with insurance. We have a pre-certification coordinator who can work with you to get puberty blockers approved by your insurance provider. Puberty blockers are not always covered by insurance, but we do our best to make the case for children who need them. See, I just don't know because children don't need them. That's not like cancer medicine. It's not like pain medicine. It's not like mental health medicine. You know, this is all preference. This isn't a necessity in my opinion. Let me click on their gender. Oh, there's all kinds of things. Creation of a penis using tissue from other parts of the body, creating a penis from the clitoris after hormone surgery, as enlarge the clitoris, removal of excess chest tissue. I love that little sound every day. Chest tissue uh, and reconstruction of a more masculine chest contour, Removal of the uterus and ovaries, removal of the vagina, and closure of the vaginal opening. Oh my god. See, I don't know, man. This just seems like it's a lot of money and risk and things. And plus, people don't understand. I've had a major back surgery. And there was a very significant risk once uh, I, I went under the needle and took the medicine. And the doctor told me, you know, there's a significant risk that things may not be normal. You know, I shouldn't say significant. I was 14 at the time, so it was more significant than it is now. You know, um, anytime you go under the needle, you're opening up the possibility to staph or MRSA infections, which very potentially can kill you. Um, you're also looking for a innocent um, overdose on any kind of sedative, or you may have a negative reaction to sedative. There's a lot of risks alone with surgery, not just the everlasting effect if I decide that I want a pussy. So they're going to cut off my balls and penis and put a pussy inside of me effectively. Um, if I wake up one day and decide that I want to be with a woman in a straight relationship, or I want to be what I've been my entire life, there's no going back. That's where suicide comes in for a lot of people. And I feel like that's something that people do need to think about, you know, and do research. Don't just look at the positive research. Don't just look at, oh, there's a couple of case stories where people have talked about how it's made them feel so much better. You know, even Caitlyn Jenner, Bruce, came forward and said that he wished he never had done it after it was all said and done, after he got the Woman of the Year award. All I'm saying is, man, no matter how rich and famous you are, the problem is you should not follow things like that just based off of being trendy or to do it. You're making significant, serious, permanent life choices and stuff. Um, I have support and love for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I don't discriminate against anybody that's gay. I don't hate anybody because they're gay. Um, quite a few friends that I work with at work, uh, of my coworkers and, uh, subordinates, you know, a lot of them have, uh, either bisexual preferences or straight homosexual preferences. That don't mean a difference to me. I'm going to love you as a person if you're a good person, and I'm going to dislike you as a person if you're a bad person. That's it. All I'm saying is, is you need to be very careful about making decisions for your kids. Because although you are old enough to understand things and to understand the risks and you may want something, doesn't mean that every child 
you know, that reaches a point of pre-puberty, especially pre-puberty, doesn't mean that they're always going to have the brain capacity to be able to handle that major of a decision. You know, uh, of course, I'm not in that lifestyle, so that's where I see things different. But parents, you know, you got to be you got to be supportive of your kids, but you can't force anything on them. Just just throwing it out there because there's a lot of things in here that, you know, you can't go back. Let's read real quick before we take our first break. Uh, recovery time varies depending on the procedure. So we're right now we're looking at what to expect after gender affirming surgery. Uh, your surgeon will provide post-surgical instructions and a schedule for a follow-up visit. As with most surgeries, there will be scars. However, your surgeon will do whatever possible to minimize scars. Our team will work with you to develop a long-term health plan. After covering from gender affirming surgery, our patients want to change their legal name. It is something that if you want, we'll be happy to assist with resources and share that can help you in this process. Oh, man, oh, man. You know, it's a whole other deal. I, I don't have any problem with homosexuality. Man, I don't, you know. When transgender stuff's a whole other deal. Drag queens are a whole other deal. Um, and I, I know drag queens that don't want to go through the whole process of having their dick cut off. They just want to be able to to doll it up and be a be a bad bitch. Whatever, you know. Like I said, it whatever makes you happy. I'm a straight male, and I prefer women and always have and always will. And that's just me. Uh, but I'm open about that. And the people that I'm around that aren't in the same mindset understand that. So I don't have any worries. You know, I'm not going to think, oh, God, every gay man that sees me wants to fuck me because that's that's a stupid that's a stupid mindset. But for real, though, on a, on a real, real note, please, everybody, when it comes to this kind of stuff, just just do an ample amount of research on it. And let's learn a little bit more together to try to do what we can do today. Um, but do your research and talk to people and try to get a hold of other people who have had it done. Even people who have tried to attempt suicide off of it. Cause we went back and, you know, we've heard that the numbers are astronomically high for transgender adolescent, uh, suicide attempts. Talk to them and see everything that's going on, you know, get everything figured out for yourself before you actually push too far with it. That way you're going to know for sure if it's something that's going to be right for your kid or if it's you looking into it. Make sure it's something that you're interested in. You know, I feel that we're not going to be able to make important decisions until we're at least, honest to God, at least 18 to 21. And that's just because of the mental stuff. You know, I can guarantee by, you know, I don't know, man, it's got to fuck with your head by having different injections and stuff to slow down natural body functions. You can say it's safe all you want, but it almost can't be. Anyway, guys, enough rambling on the first part. Um... We're going to go take a PP break. I'll be back. And uh, once we get back, we'll get back to it. Don't go nowhere. I'll fucking find you. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break to digest whatever that was. What's up, kids? You are still listening to Chris to go. This is just a semi-commercial well, for myself. So just to let you guys know, anchor.fm slash the Goatman show is the main page you can get a hold of me. You can either download the app at Anchor. Or you can just go to the website, send me a voice message, whether it be love mail, hate mail, a question, or a response to one of our social media posts. I can listen to it personally, react to it, and play it in a future episode, which I really want to do. I think it would be really engaging to have you guys involved. Also, keep in mind we are on social media. If you're on Parlor, Instagram, or Twitter, we are at The Goatman Show. You can send us a message on any of those, and you can communicate with us, send us memes, any kind of information, or you can request to get on the show and get information on how to do so. 
Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I'm going to bounce back in so we can listen to me ramble more. Do check us out on social media if you feel so inclined because the goat man loves new friends. We're back. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. This is Chris DeGoat, and you are still listening to The Goat Man Show. If you're looking for something else, I'm sorry to say you fucked up. Oh, a lot of, a lot of heavy in today's uh, topic. A lot of heavy. So I think I want to start off this segment by just giving my personal opinion out there. So there's none of you that can misconstrue what I'm trying to present here. I don't have any problem with any grown, responsible adult doing whatever it is that they want to do for their personal happiness up to and including plastic surgery, tattoos, body modifications, so on and so forth. Once you're a grown-ass adult, nobody should be able to tell you that you can't do something you want to do. So I do not have any kind of transphobia. I do not have any kind of queerphobia. I don't have any kind of racial phobia. I honestly, aside from what a lot of you would just try to stir up for your own self-gratification, I am probably one of the easiest going hippie dudes that you're ever going to meet. Um, of course, I'm a human and I have a lot of hate for certain things. But what you do as an individual is not included in that list. And it never has been. I've never had any people of any kind around me that has ever said that I've made them uncomfortable. I've had one person on Facebook one time that said, oh, he said things in front of me that made me understand he's a racist. That's also a shit stir that the whole town knows. <laughs> and I don't want to repeat the shit that I've heard because I'm not starting any drama. But uh, yeah, that was that was a one-time thing. But I, you know, again, there's no proof. And I've welcomed proof for any accusations that's ever been made about me. Um, all fell on silent ears. So I personally don't have a problem with what gender you choose. If you feel more comfortable as a woman and you are a man and you decide... Again, keyword, once you are a responsible adult, if you want to make that decision, make that decision. By all means, please do. The problem is the suicide rate is so high in adolescent kids that I think that should speak volumes in the extent that people need to be very careful. There is a fine line between teaching a child something, exposing a child to something, and indoctrinating a child with something. Um... A lot of people do it with religion because you believe very strongly in a religion. You teach your kids to be the same way. And, and you know, that's just a normal thing. Teach you what mom and dad know, so on and so forth. The problem is, is some people may not have the healthiest way of putting it out there. You know, obviously we still have a racial problem. So there's still a lot of people that are teaching racism that doesn't need to be taught and, and so on and so forth. Other harmful, harmful things to our, you know, society as a whole. But I'm telling you guys, man, when it comes to kids, you know, it's like we have to protect them. And I think uh, I had talked to somebody a little bit about this today um, before I started making the show. And, you know, I always try to talk to a select few people that I trust very well that are, you know, in my uh, inner circle and just explain to them what I want to talk about, uh, kind of where my stance is and get a little bit of input from them. And that really helps me be able to make other decisions. Um, 
That is not at all. I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing at a future episode that's going to have a clone of Willie that I have to figure out how to how to navigate through that on audio. And I had a, actually one of the people I was just literally talking about passing that on through an episode gave me the uh, golden seal of approval for the uh, clone of Willie. As I'm saying, people are taught to be hateful. People are taught to be you know horrible. So I've I've talked to different people today um, before I started this. And just to kind of, like I said, just a soundboard to get some of my thoughts and, and feelings out there before I actually came on and uh, tried to process them for the episode. And one of the closest things I think that I was able to come up with is you should treat uh, transgender folks or anybody in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you should treat those topics as you would gun safety. Now, hear me out. I know that sounds crazy. Um, when a kid discovers something that is potentially harmful to them or you don't want them to be involved with yet there's really two choices that you can make and this is something that firearm owners often do one of the two either a you know this is what this is let me sit you down and explain the very basics explain why you're too young to be involved in it yet but i'm going to teach you the, the what it does and help you understand what it does so that way you're educated okay so you start the building blocks you're not going to give a five-year-old, a 308 or a 7.62, you know, you're going to blow them in fucking half. You're going to give the kid a BB gun or, or, uh, you know, a 22, you're going to start small and work your way up. That's really not indoctrination. That's safety. That's teaching something responsibly. That's trying to educate somebody on how something works, what it is, what it does. That way they're not confused and they're, they don't understand it. You want to give them an understanding of it. I think, um, or you can be the other kind of, of teacher to where you say, you can't ever look at that, don't touch it again, that's bad, uh, shame on you, and, and just make them feel bad. Well, you know, let's use a classic preacher's daughter. The more and more you push something down their throat, the harder and harder they're going to fight you. And that's almost anybody, I think. Um, and I personally feel, you know, I don't think there needs to be television shows that glorifies any kind of sexuality for kids. Kids are kids, okay? Um, you wouldn't turn on a, an adult video with children in it. You wouldn't hire children to work on your vehicle or do your taxes or represent you in a court of law. You wouldn't go watch two kids in a ring beat the shit out of each other. You know, like there's, there's limits in society. When we think of children, we look at them as something we have to protect. We look at them as innocent. We look at them as non-sexual non-desirable things they're not supposed to be sexualized so i think as soon as we start putting shows and literature out there to entice children to learn about sexuality regardless if it's heterosexual or homosexual i think that's when we start getting into some slippery shit we're not needing to yet um and that's my biggest personal feeling on that i'm not going to hire the neighbor's kid to do something that takes somebody that has a degree in to do i'm not going to do it um, I'm not going to go to a child and use them as my therapist. I'm not going to put any kind of confidence in a 10-year-old child to make a life-changing decision for myself. Especially when it gets to transgender, there's many adults that regret their decision. Famous. Bruce Jenner being one. There are many adults that have regrets about what they've done. Because they, for whatever reason, and, and again, that's their choice. But if an adult can even be detrimentally sorry and disgusted that they have changed themselves in such a way they can't reverse it, how can you not fucking process 
that a child does not have the ability. Doesn't have the ability. A kid won't even clean his fucking room without you telling him to do it. How are you going to sit there and, and act like they can make their own life choices? Adults can't even make their own life choices, guys. I don't know. The whole transgender, whatever. Do your thing, but leave kids out of it. You know, and the fact that the children's hospital's getting involved. I mean, that's just, like I said, that's... Uh, I don't know. You know, it's hard for me to see because back whenever I was... I was 14 when I had a major back surgery. I'd already gone through puberty. But I had to make the choice to have my surgery or to not have my surgery. And here were the outcomes with it. Either A, I had the surgery and I would live in pain with the rest of my life, but I would be alive. Or B, I could leave the issue at hand and it would eventually twist my body into such a way that my organs would fail and I would die probably before I hit 16. I had to be forced into a choice like that which is a whole different thing than, than uh, uh, what is it they officially want to call it? Gender-affirming surgery. But I still then, the doctor even told me, this is a non-reversible decision you have to make. And normally we wouldn't ask this with children, but when it's life or death, you have the right to make that choice for yourself. The problem is with gender-affirming surgery is an adult has to be involved. So it does take... You know, it does take things, I don't know. We offer gender-affirming surgery to youth 18 years or older. Okay, so reading on their website still, you can, I mean, it doesn't have an age where it talks about the earliest to get started. Uh, but again, let me look real quick because I want to I wanna provide an accurate uh, depiction on what I'm talking about. Average age for puberty. Because I want to see how long a person actually has, roughly. Okay, the average age for girls to begin puberty is 11. With boys, it's the age of 12. But it's different for everyone. I don't know, roughly, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's completely normal for puberty to begin at any point between the ages of 8 and 14. Okay, so if you have somebody that is uh, way, way early. A 9-year-old kid. I can't fathom injecting a 9-year-old kid with something. Because... I don't know. I mean, I know that somebody's going to listen to me and have just get so pissed off at me. And I'm not being hateful at all. I just don't understand it. I mean, when I was 8 and 10 years old, I was jumping off a two-story roof on a mattress to try to land on it. I was driving a golf cart into a pond. I was ding-dong ditching. I was lighting bags of shit on fire on porches. I, I was letting stink bombs off in school. How, How can you trust me? to cut off my own penis and decide what gender I want to be for the rest of my life. Because I don't care who you are and how much you love your kid. There's no kid that's smart enough to make that big of a decision, especially pre-puberty. Because post-puberty, your brain changes, dude. Like the dude I was at 12 and the dude I was after 13, they wasn't the same dude. And, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, it's one of the topics I talked about with my soundboards today. What, what kind of mental problems can you expect to happen if you, say, you wait until you're 18, 19, 20, 21 even, or later, to actually go through with puberty? I mean, when you restrict a natural process, there's going to be complications. Well, the same reason why anytime you have a surgery, you have the potential of your body rejecting a new organ or, you know, you getting an infection because it's something unnatural. It's something that's that man has has found a way to do 
that the body isn't intended to have happen. So there's complications that come with it naturally. How is it not going to be the same with something like this? I mean, I would be, I don't know. I'm not saying don't love your kids for fuck's sake. Love your kids and show them they have parents that will never leave them. Because, you know, coming from a home where uh, my parents were divorced, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for people that don't have that uh, that double bond that they really need, regardless of what kind of parents they are or whoever. Um, I don't think there's any evidence to support that a gay couple can't raise a child like a straight couple. Um, I know a straight couple has to be straight couple to make a child, um, naturally, but... I don't even have a problem with who's your parent, but be a fucking parent and show your kid that they're loved and supported. And even if they have the idea, they may want to identify as something different. I think that you handle it how you have to. It's your kids, your family, but don't just shame them. Educate them. Don't tell them, you know, I don't know. I guess it's like, uh, I guess it's like signing a kid up for his first tattoo at 14. Once they get your help in the door, they won't need you anymore, and they're going to do what they want to do, you know? And that's a choice, yes, that's going to impact them for the rest of their life. And it may be a great idea today to go get fuck the world on your fingers or your hand or something on your neck, and then you'll wake up the next day, something disastrous happens because of the snap of a finger. As soon as you change your physical appearance, you're a whole other person in the society. They're not going to be able to handle a lot of that. You know, people can't handle bullies now, and nobody has suggested any kind of progressive, intelligent step forward to end bullying. So now we're just creating more and more and more of these finicky, touchy environments and situations for people to have to endure and creating other systematic problems in the process. You know, if you, whatever it is that makes you happy, do it. But I don't think that children need to be involved in the process. And I think that, you know, if same thing, if you got to be 21 now to buy some ciggies and some alcohol, 18 to grab a rifle and serve this country, 18 to vote for who you think the next president should be. As soon as you're 18 years old, you go to federal prison or state prison or county jail instead of juvenile hall. I mean, we have, you know, there's, there's, you're not an adult until you're 18 as far as the law is concerned. I feel that, 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 that gender changing should be, you know, discussed beforehand. But I don't think that the action should be taken until they're, you know, of a, of a age to where they can make that decision. I mean, you got to be 16 to drive alone, 15 to get a permit in most places. So again, that's just getting into the realm of responsibility. So even if you want to argue and say, let's make it 16, whatever makes you happy again, but the problem is, if you start forcing this on your children, or you start telling them that being straight is not okay, or you shame them for whatever choice they make, say you're a gay couple and your child doesn't agree with it and wants to be straight, and you shame them for that. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that's not okay, and all of this plays in together. Um, I just, you know, if, if this is something for sure you know you want to do, just take care of your kids. And make sure they have the love and support through everything. But don't rush anything, man. When it comes to something this significant, taking parts of your body off, it's you can consider it as an amputation. 
Um, anybody who suffered from an amputation doesn't get to come back one day and say, oh, no, I want to undo my surgery. I want to go back to normal. That doesn't work that way. Once it's a permanent change, it's a permanent change. And I feel like it's just like having a baby or getting a tattoo. You know, people think, oh, it's cute to follow these trends because my friends are doing it. So if my friends are doing it, I want to do it so I can stay cool. I want to stay hip. I don't want to be made fun of or be left alone. So the next thing you know, like clockwork, bam, 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 we're just following along with everybody around us like lemurs going over the fucking cliff. And that's that's where we're going to run into. You know, I know earlier I was talking in the, in the first part of this, we were going into the suicide rates, um, and that was by the Human Rights Campaign. Um, I want to go over those again just because I feel it's it's important to hear that whenever it happens to children, that it does impact them in a very serious way. And although people who have committed suicide or have attempted to, um, my heart does go out to the families involved with them. Um, but to they, they have reached a point, arguably, you can feel in life to where they felt they didn't have anywhere else to go, and this was the only other solution. So, out of all the people that were surveyed or, or that this is talking about, again, this was published on September 12th of 2018. That's what I thought. I didn't want to lie to anybody because people are going to fact check me on a lot of stuff, which is fine. I'm not going to say anything uh, wrong or intentionally spread any kind of falsities. I, I try to research everything very thoroughly before I word it for you guys. So there doesn't, you know, so you can rely and, and trust what you're saying. But of course, I always recommend you guys look these things up for yourself. So you know, for sure that I am telling you the truth. Um, I just want to read one paragraph real quick. And then we will go on to something else before we end this segment. All right, actually, we're going to do two paragraphs because this does face some of what we're talking about. All right, we're going to start. More than half of transgender male teens who participated in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime. 29.9% of transgender female teens said they attempted suicide. So we have over 50% for transgender male teens. We have 29.9%, which is 30% of transgender female teens. And among non-binary youth, which, if I'm understanding correct, is somebody who doesn't identify as one or the other, um, 41.8% of respondents stated that they had attempted suicide at some point in their lives. Many transgender youth people experience family rejection, bullying, and harassment, or feel unsafe for simply, unsafe for simply being who they are all of which can be added risk factors for suicide. Earlier this year, HRC released its 2018 LGBTQ youth report, which detailed similarly alarming experiences, but also significant preservance amongst LGBTQ young people in the face of daunting challenges. You know, I everybody loves a comeback story. If you reach the age of whatever it is, you know, I'm still sticking with 16 at the very minimum for a lot of things, again, like driving. And even for something like this, I still stand on 18 or over. Now, that's just my opinion. I'm not a lawmaker and I'm not going to come after your right to cut off your penis. So don't hate me for my opinion, but that's, that's my opinion. Um, I feel you need to be a grown adult before you can make the decisions to alter yourself in a permanent way. And I'm going to use examples for uh, tattoos. Again, a tattoo is a little different than adding or subtracting genitalia, but it's going to be the same. And if you're worried about family rejection, you're worried about bullying, you're worried about all these outward effects of what you've done for yourself, people with tattoos can relate a lot better than you think. The second you have a tattoo and anybody knows about it, somebody somewhere is going to assume you're a whore or you're a Jezebel 
or you're a murderer or a drug dealer or a dopehead or, you know, fresh out of the joint, whatever it is, because people are stupid and they just assume things about people. But, and this is, and, and please, anybody call me out if I'm wrong, especially those with tattoos. If you get a tattoo from your short sleeve mark up, the world's going to look at you as being the same as you were before. If you can cover it up at any time, nobody knows it's there. Man, I'm telling you, people are going to love you if they've already loved you before. Now, the second you have a little bit of tattoo that starts showing underneath that short sleeve, or as soon as you go on the hand or the neck or the, the forearms or the legs or anything, like I said, anything that can be seen or your chest, you know, on a normal basis, you're a whole new person because you look different. It doesn't mean anything about you's changed. Just the facts that you look different. They, they can make up everything about you in a different way. And that's why my whole message about all my shows and my general life is acceptance and love. You don't have to change yourself to be happy. You just have to find what makes you happy. Find who you are. And if changing does make you happy, then do it. But I think the longer you plan something, you can be financially ready for it. You can go through some therapy ahead of time to get mentally prepared for it. Uh, you can do some soul searching to get spiritually prepared for it. But if you jump into anything, especially a major life-changing decision, especially being young, especially just trying to follow a trend because you think this is what the world's turning into, I think that you could very easily become a statistic like uh, some of the other ones we just read. So again, guys, I'm not trying to, to dog anybody who has gay mindset or transgender mindset or wants to be different from what they were given at birth. I have no problem with that personally. Like I said, what makes you happy makes you happy. As long as it doesn't get forced down my throat and you don't hold it over me or you don't think you deserve some kind of any extra, you know, an extra scoop of potatoes at lunchtime because of it, then we're great. You do what makes you happy. I do what my, makes me happy. I stay in my lane. You stay in yours. We cross on the road, go on about our day. The problem is, is whenever children are being drug into this, uh, I just can't because I know how stupid I was between the ages of, uh, eight and 14. I was a fucking idiot. Just like anybody else between the ages of eight and 14, we're fucking idiots. We go online just talk to people we shouldn't do, look up shit we shouldn't look up again, go off, set off fart bombs in schools and, you know, egg the neighbor's houses, TP a tree. Well, not now, God, if you get caught TP in a tree in 2020, you're going to get sniped. <laughs> I ain't no joke. So I understand children. I understand what it's like to be that age. I was that age. I was not prepared to make any kind of life-changing decision. None. I had to for my spine. Uh, again, different thing. But I wasn't ready. And looking back now, out of all the stupid shit I did, I would do it all again because I was stupid. Kids don't have the life experience to know what they're looking into. You know, until you actually have a relationship with somebody or you're a male and you have sex with a female or vice versa. I don't know. You can really know your orientation one way or the other. And again, that's just my opinion. So I don't want to get too tracked off of it here. Um, I, I do have love for everybody. I am not personally bothered by homosexualities or, or uh, homosexualities. Oh my God, it's been a long day for homosexuals or for transgenders or for whoever. Now, if you're a racist and you don't like whites, I'm whiter than your bed sheets, and I promise you hating my existence makes me so happy. <laughs> but if you're not, then I love you, and we're going to be great. Um, just really think hard about the kids. Really think hard about the kids, because kids are so impressionable. You can destroy them for the rest of their lives. And I don't feel we should have the right to force anything on them. 
politics. No, don't teach your kids to hate fucking Trump or hate Biden. Let kids be kids. Kids need to go play in the mud and build Legos and break arms and climb trees, not be worried about what the fuck's between their legs and what they're going to do, you know, going to the hospital to get these treatments. And that's just me. I think we need to let kids be kids and not force them to grow up because this world is so shitty. I had to grow up hella quick and I want kids to be able to have, have their time because once that's gone, that's gone. Chris will be right back. He's, um, having some issues. What's up, kids? You are still listening to Chris to go. This is just a semi-commercial well, for myself. So just to let you guys know, anchor.fm slash the Goatman show is the main page you can get a hold of me. You can either download the app at Anchor, or you can just go to the website, send me a voice message, whether it be love mail, hate mail, a question, or a response to one of our social media posts. I can listen to it personally, react to it, and play it in a future episode, which I really want to do. I think it would be really engaging to have you guys involved. Also, keep in mind, we are on social media. If you're on Parler, Instagram, or Twitter, we are at The Goatman Show. You can send us a message on any of those, and you can communicate with us, send us memes, any kind of information, or you can request to get on the show and get information on how to do so. Thank you all so much for listening to the show. I'm going to bounce back in so we can listen to me ramble more. Do check us out on social media if you feel so inclined, because the goat man loves new friends. Bah. Bah. And we're back. Chris is done headbutting his studio wall to establish his dominance. All right, everyone. Welcome back. This is Chris the Goat. You're still listening to the Goatman Show. So I want to finish up uh, today's episode, just kind of retouching and recapping a little bit on everything that I've really tried to bring forward. Um, I want to make sure everybody knows my personal point of view and not that my personal point of view matters any more than anybody else's. Um, I really, honest to God, don't have any issue with anybody based off of their color or sexual preference or appearance or whatever it is they feel they need to do to make them happy. Of course, I'm probably going to give somebody weird stares if they're wearing some pretty out there clothing, and you're going to be probably snickered at if you have very neon colored hair. Uh, and the more gauges and tattoos you put in your face, the more people are going to look. Uh, so you just have to accept things like that. But when it gets to stuff that's deeper into sexual changes, um, you just have to be prepared to understand that that's still a very, very taboo subject in this country and in the world, really. So you're going to have to deal with uh, judgmental uh, people from all different sides of the fence that are going to be looking in and, and may not understand or may not care to try to understand <clears throat> for that matter. So, you know, I don't personally have a problem. I just think along with any other major life choice, uh, you need to be of an age and a maturity that you understand exactly what you're doing before you be given the tools to begin that process. Um, indoctrination is a very scary thing and we're in the middle of it in a lot of different ways. The media is trying to, uh, they're blatantly lying, trying to make things seem one way, whenever it's not that way. Um, and they've done this for a very long time, but now it's, it's really kicking up just to cause so much division that it's not funny. Um, I don't think it's fair to say in every case that transgenderism is unnatural, but I do feel anytime you do operations on yourself, chemically, physically, or otherwise, uh, then you start playing God. And to me, and, and again, you know, whatever everybody else needs to do to be happy, great. To me, that's where there's a problem because, 
you know, I've kind of done some, some basic research on the uh, suicide rates of adolescent transgender youth, and it's pretty high. And I feel that's only going to increase if children continue to be indoctrinated of a young age to do that. Um, I can tell you when I was a kid, I, I didn't care about girls or anything else or even what I have between my legs. I wasn't worried about it. I, I didn't feel a certain way uh, because of whatever. You know, my sisters had Barbies, so I played with the Barbies. Now, of course, I popped their heads off and, and like, sewed them together and shit because I'm really demented. <laughs> but that's besides the point. You know, just because a kid, I don't know. I mean, it's so, it's just, I'm on a really mind-blown part, you know, of my adventure with all this. You know, again, I, I totally understand, no questions asked on you doing what you want to do to be happy. But kids, man. Kids don't understand shit, you know, and, and no matter how smart you think your kid is, no matter how mature you think your kid is, no matter how, how much credit you're trying to give them, you know, they really don't. And you know that. And if you don't know that, that's the reality. They don't. They don't understand things. They don't know how far is too far. They don't understand permanent loss. They don't understand that if you go through a physical surgery like that and you either add or remove genitalia, there's no reversing that. That's not a an option. You know, it's a permanent life choice. And sometimes people go through fads and they go through different uh, emotional misunderstandings with themselves. And they may feel that a permanent change is a, is a good thing whenever they just need a temporary, you know. Um, that's one thing that people clarify suicide as. It's a permanent change to a temporary, a permanent solution, excuse me, to a temporary problem. And I feel that it's very possible that transgender surgery may be the same thing. You know, if anybody's confused on their gender... I would say there's probably a good chance oh, sorry, that it's their environment. I'd say it's a good chance that it's influences that they have on them, whether it's parental, uh, guardian, uh, whatever the case may be. Somebody uh, high, highly influential in the family where they're being ex exposed to a bunch of things in the gay community or any kind of sexuality communities. Um, you know, it's just, I, I think kids are too young. And once you start indoctrinating them into it and telling them it's okay, then, you know, instead of them worrying about all the development skills they need as children, then they're more worried about the sexual things. And I think that may cause a lot of deviancy down the road. You know, I mean, that's the issue whenever a lot of kids are, you know, go back and look at serial killers. A lot of the people that um, are serial killers were abused and raped and molested as children as well. So they were put into uh, really bad situations and never took themselves back out of it and then continued on with that with that mentality because that's what they've been brought up to believe is normal um that they think it's okay they get what they want they take what they want and you know some people don't have the ability to understand what's right and wrong to that extent so i just feel like there's a lot of different factors that could play into it um and if you're a grown adult and you're transgender and you're queer or you're gay or you're whatever any other uh definition may be great you know, and if you want to teach your kids on what you are, that's cool. But I feel you should do it in a respectful way where you're not trying to force anything on them, but you're just helping them understand so that they feel everything's normal. You know, um, I feel whenever you, you and your child are in a store and you see a mentally handicapped child, you know, your, your kid's going to be curious 
but it's all about how you educate them. And it's all about the tactfulness that you carry and what you explain to them. And, and a lot of it's the parent's responsibility to make sure that kids are being educated on things and to make sure that they're, they're, they're decent little fuckers and not just being hellions. You know, a lot of that comes back with the parents, but the problem is a lot of the parents are shit too anymore. Um, I know my generation for the most part's garbage. I mean, there's still a lot of people I do know that I associate with that have brains on their heads, but for the most part, my generation is the generation that's leading this social justice woke bullshit. And I'm just not, I just don't buy it. I mean, it's literally nothing but a farce to keep us divided. And anybody that doesn't see it, unfortunately, is too ignorant to really understand what the media and the news is doing. Now, I've, I've studied all this stuff for years and years now. Um, on Facebook, there's a group before I got permanently uh, Zuckerberg. It was uh, the Modern Militia Coalition. And one of my exes, as well as a friend of mine, uh, still run it. And basically, it's a Patriot page with news. We go and we research things and, and did uh, interviews and found different articles and published it and just called out a bunch of hypocrisy and things against the government. Well, of course, nowadays, that's, you know, against the Constitution, so they want to say. And, uh, you know, the, the whole point being is, as a Patriot, you know, I kept an open mind to a lot of things the government was either doing, trying to do, or has done. And we've been trying to warn people for years and years that we're going to come into situations like this, or that we're going to try to force a civil war. And it, it just blows me away how on the, on the, the act of racism, we were so good just a while ago. You know, we did so well before COVID hit, and then we took every step back, and now we're back into cancel culture to where people are demanding that a uh, statue of Abraham Lincoln be taken down or school name be changed from Abraham Lincoln because he didn't express that black lives mattered to him. And it's just, we're in a world of such ignorance that the only way these people can really believe it is with the indoctrination and help of the media, justifying these things, pushing those narratives and continuing to try to, uh, you know, try to fuck everybody's heads up. So it's really a responsibility of yours to make sure that you're presenting things in a good way to children. You know, don't don't just let them go crazy on a subject and, and learn whatever they want to do. I think you should handpick that material and help them understand whatever it is specifically their questions are um, in a responsible way. Kids have to get taught how to drive. Um, a lot of times they'll go through hunter safety courses. Uh, they have to get taught different things and go through different licenses before they can do different adult responsibilities. So I feel that maybe this is one of those things, you know, they need to go through, um, let's just say, for example, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, it is a little different, but a lot of people feel the same. Those that are pro trans, uh, are anti-gun. So a lot of the things that I see is a lot of these people who are against guns, they want everything from DNA to uh, psychology tests, to competency tests, to licensures, everything. So in my opinion, you know, if, if being an adult means that you have to go through training to know what you're doing, to understand what you're getting into and to safely operate a tool, I feel it should be the same kind of consideration for a life-changing surgery. You know, why can't you go through a uh, psych op and get evaluated and make sure that you mentally are prepared for this decision to make sure that you understand that it's irreversible and to make sure that you're, you are dedicated to the changes you're about to make. 
I mean, I think that may knock the suicide rate down uh, quite a bit because people would actually be evaluated before just anybody goes in saying, oh yeah, I'm following a fad. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then they realize that the fad's not their whole life. Their happiness is their whole life. Their true self is their whole life. So, you know, instead of following their heart and maybe doing some of the stuff they normally would have done on their own, they follow all these different influences and all these different indoctrinations and, and just follow along the bandwagon and go to do their thing, snip it off or at it. And next thing you know, you know, it's permanent change you can't go back from. And once your body naturally fills itself with, uh, testosterone or hormones, I feel that that's going to be whenever you start, uh, really regretting that decision because nature is going to push against what you have done to yourself, you know, but I don't know. Cause I've never, I've never gone through that. Um, that I'm a natural male. I'm a cis white male. I'm the enemy of the people. So when all my opinion means shit, uh, which is fine. I think that's funny that, you know, everybody's going to sit there and call me out, but I'm probably one of the most nonviolent people I know anymore. Um, and even when I was a violent person, it was never against anybody just because of what they look like. So let's just move on. Let's get us all finished up. We're in, we're in and out of time. Still got a little bit, not a whole lot. Go, go, go. Oh, I had to yawn. I don't edit my clips. We just go through. So yawns and farts and burps and all that fun shit sneaks through. Oh, man. It's it's a whole whole different world anymore. You know, it really is. None of this stuff would have been thought of. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, the fact St. Louis Children's Hospital has an actual program for this still, you know, blows me away. Um, because it's just, you know, it's not an, I don't know, some people consider it a necessity surgery, but it's really kind of not at the same time. You know, it's, uh, I don't trust anything that anybody in the medical field wants to say anymore. I mean, I just watched a video where they were saying that healthcare workers are starting to get the virus or get the vaccine for COVID-19. And uh, first off, they used the same syringe on two people, which is a no-no. Second off, upon inspection, 98.7% uh, sure that the syringe was completely empty. So, you know, I don't buy media. I don't buy news. I don't buy mainstream. I don't buy officials that the government has put out there because their whole job is literally there to keep us in a big brother scenario and to keep us confused, to keep us questioning, to keep us against one another, to keep us against ourselves, to keep us against nature and natural things, to keep us against uh, heterosexuality, a bunch of things. Like I had somebody even write in that heterosexuality is not normal. And I'm like, are you fucking dumb? Yeah, you have to, you know, that's, again, I'm not saying you're wrong for wanting to be with whoever you want to be with, but to sit there and say that nature is wrong is kind of stupid, because you have to have uh, eggs and semen to be able to produce anything, which is kind of how it works in every, you know, every kind. You know, for Homo sapiens, yes, we need female reproductive organs and we need male reproductive organs. They produce life. Life grows inside of the female reproductive organs, comes from the male reproductive organs. Together they make life. It's born, bada bing. I don't know how that's not natural. So it's like people are just following these, these just the way the news is talking, you know, making straight people out to be evil or whatever the case may be. And it just blows my mind because you know, everybody's so stupid. You know, if you believe the news and the media that they're saying, oh, everybody's 
you know, nobody's accepting anybody anymore and you have to find them as the enemy. You know, it's, it's just dumb. They're there just to keep us separated because whenever we're separated, we have to rely on the government for help. If we rely on the government for help, then we lose and they win. So that's what they're always going to want from us. They're always going to want us just to be eating out of the palm of their hand. They're always going to want us to just rely on everything that they've uh, set out for us, just to follow things blindly, to believe everything. You know, that's going to be the easiest for them. Unfortunately, we're going to have to not do that. We're going to have to be free thinkers and we're going to have to take risks and look up alternative media and actually research and spend the time. That people don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to waste any of their precious time on social media or whatever the case is. So they don't want to flip pages in an old book or visit a library or spend a couple hours researching archive documents and, you know, going through and finding the proof for themselves. No, no, it's so much easier just to listen to the news and they're going to indoctrinate you. They're going to indoctrinate you. They're going to find your soft points. They're going to find your weak points and they're just going to manipulate them. And they're going to try to group everybody together saying we all have to be together for a movement, but we have to be against anybody that's not uh, for our movement and that's for another movement. So the easiest solution to fix all of this, all of the issues around us right now, especially in our country, is turn off TV. Turn off TV and join together. You know, um, my opinion, we need to not worry about so much of the, the tiny little individual things we need to worry about, you know, people as a whole, police interactions as a whole we need to worry about people being harassed not only for their sexuality but race color gender handicapped and everything else you know um we need to push equality on thinking for everybody we need to quit trying to fill government cabinets with the most diverse members and we need to fill them with the best members for the job you know um things are getting crazy i mean it'll get to the point to where you, you know, you lose everything that you're fighting for because you try to appease everybody around you. And that's not going to be a successful thing in, in anybody's future. You know, um, anytime that you try to push away or anytime that you try to, you know, separate from a herd, they're going to try to link you back in. But the problem is, is you're going to be better off being by yourself, being an individual. Do that research, you know. The whole point of the government is just to keep power over us. So through sexual division, racial division, uh, political division, everything, they're keeping us split right down the middle. That's exactly what they want, because if we hate each other, we can't trust each other, then we're useless to one another. But we have to have the other side. That's the that's the odd part to all this. So it's a crazy world we're in, man. They got it all formulated to be exactly what they want it to be. Um, we just have to be smarter than that. We have to not hurt our children. We have to give them safety. And you have to not listen to any media you have to follow your morals on that you know um i just hope some of the numbers we talked about today just kind of gets people to think you know hey and this is this is just me talking to everybody out there transgender or not kid or not of course kids i pray to god you're not listening to my show but parents of maybe you're getting something to think about support and love your kid no matter what um as soon as your kid feels like they don't have a parent then they are going to go through hell in their life you have to support them no matter what. But on the flip side of that, if it's something that you genuinely don't agree with or you think that they're just trying to do something as a temporary fix or a permanent fix, rather, to a temporary confusion or problem they're going through, whatever the case is, you know, it it's your responsibility to take them and, and talk with somebody and to make sure that somebody that's professionally able can walk them through whatever thinking steps they need to be able to make that rational decision, 
You know, I don't think it's right to shame your children. I don't think it's right to not love your children. I don't think it's right to, you know, put them in any kind of another position just because you don't agree with what it is they're doing, but it is your responsibility to help educate them. But there is a fine line between education and indoctrination. In this country, we don't teach everybody that having a gun is safe. We don't teach everybody having a gun is cool or okay or proper or a constitutional right. In fact, it's the opposite. People push so hard to get guns away. It's the gun owners that have to teach their children that it's okay to own a gun, but you have to be safe with it. It needs to be the exact same with transgender or any kind of sexual change. I feel like you need to educate your kids. You need to not force anything on them, but you need to open their minds with facts and provide them with details and to talk with them and make sure that they understand the changes are permanent and really give them something to think about. And if that includes professional, you know, talks to get them through it, do it. But that way they can really understand all the risks and it's going to lower that suicide rate for adolescent teens because anything at all, regardless of what it is that causes that high of a suicide rate, it's really depressing. And it's something we need to look at because obviously it's flawed. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys got some uh, information and uh, hopefully open your minds a little bit to it. You know, I know there's going to be people that can try to twist and turn however they want to, and that's great. But again, and, and I still stand to this, I love everybody. I try very hard to accept everybody. And I'm not going to hate you just because of the way you look, the way you, you sound or anything else between it, because that's not only wrong, it's a waste of energy. Keep loving, guys. Keep everybody with you. Protect your neighbors. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Try to be as good as you can to people because we don't know when it's all going to come tumbling down. Peace and love, goat style. Bye. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening to The Goatman Show with Chris DeGoat. Subscribe and leave a review if you'd be so inclined. Until next time. <laughs> Chris DeGoat, he has a podcast. Yeah. Chris the Goat, it's called the Goat Man Show. He's a Capricorn hippie, banjo-loving hillbilly. He lives in Missouri. It's the Goat Man Show. Yeah.